Hello, yes, and welcome back to a special bonus sort of edition of the Rams Writer Podcast with me, your host Simon, aka the Rams Writer. Remember, this is the podcast from the fan for the fans. Uh, just a quick one before I get into it. On my last podcast, obviously, I had a guest on the show. There was a bit of an issue with the audio. I do apologise about that. Um, I know what I did wrong. And like I said before, if you want to be a guest on the show, feel free, just just message me um, and we'll, we'll make it happen. So, yeah, let's get into the show. So we are absolutely buzzing. The Rams 4, Stoke City 0. Goals from Martin Wagon. Chris Martin, Wayne Rooney and Jaden Bogle. What a night. What a fantastic night of football. And it's what Derby needed. It is what we needed, I think. You know, especially after the 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 disappointment of Tuesday night in a game we should have won away. And we came away walking a bit embarrassment, going, we've just lost against bottom of the league. We threw the lead away. We then scored an own goal. After getting level, we got the man sent off after a bit of a farcical uh, pass back. So I think this that is exactly what we needed, and you know we all hear the guys talk about all the, all the, all the players talk about it after we need to put it right, you know pre post uh, pre match conferences and stuff like that. We need to put it right. We want to put it right. Can't wait to play again. Put it right, and they did. They have put it right. Because they went 4-0 and dominate the game the way they did. You know, that game reminded me of Huddersfield at the start of the season where we dominated the first half and the second half we sat back a bit. But what we had has been better in the second half is that, that we sat back but then we countered and we looked to counter and we looked like we could counter. So the goals then, the goals, the first goal then, Martin Waghorn's goal. Now this is prime, this was what I think how I see Cocky wanting us to play. We're, we're, we play possession-based football and it's all about moving the, the the opposition about, move them out of position. So we played a lot of, a lot of ball down the right-hand side. The players like Tom Lawrence, a, game, a, a player who, had, you know, obviously gets a lot of criticism by the fans, was had a brilliant game for me, worked hard, did the basics right, his movement off the ball was brilliant and it's, it's, his, it's his movement that created the space for the first goal because Martin Wagner had the ball on the right side, on the right hand side. Lawrence had tucked in and he'd made Tom Entz, I think it was, and the right back interested to go hang about where's this ball going. That meant there was acres of room for Craig Forsyth to run in. Yes, Craig Forsyth back in the side at left back for the suspended Max Lowe, much to my delight. I did obviously when in my last show I did say I would like Forsyth at, le- at left back. Um, it was a tough decision, but last night it, it was it was almost like a, a a vintage or prime Craig Forsyth left back. You know, can he still do it? Yet last night he proved he could. You know, Max Lowe for me is obviously the future. He's number one left back, but it's good to know that Craig Forsyth's there, and he can play like that. If he can play like that consistently, it's good to know that he's there. <clears throat> so, yeah. Anyway, Tom Lawrence had, had, had pushed himself in. Kept the uh, kept the uh, the right back and obviously uh, Tom Ince, who was obviously right mid, interested. You know, just kept him at base so they couldn't take up the space on the left hand side. But uh, you've got to give credit to Martin Wagon for the ball. 
brilliant diagonal ball. Fozzy, great control. Chess got to the byline. And he hooked a ball back across the box. Something we know he's good at. We know he's got the skill to do that. He's put a good ball in. This one was inch perfect. I think he got a flick off Lawrence. And there was Martin Waggon chasing in, nodding home from eight yards. Now, I did say Martin Waggon needs to get into those areas. He needs to be getting in between the six-yard box and the penalty spot, not penalty spot in edge of the box. This time he did. Got his header on it. Diving header. Reaped his reward. 1-0. Three minutes later then, we see another example of how Cocker wants to play, and that is on the counter-attack. I think it was either Max Bird or Wayne Rooney winning the ball deep. Played a, played a great ball to Holmes. Holmes with a Burkamp-esque touch. Flicked it over the, 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 the guy. I think it was, might have been Joe Allen who was marking. I might be wrong there. Um, flicked it over him. Then he had two, two midfielders or defenders, whatever you want to call them, on him. Had the, the pace and the strength to hold them at bay and the skill. Lovely little square pass to Chris Martin, takes a touch, smashes it home, left foot, job done. And I'm thinking at that point, yeah, you know what, this could be game over. But there was still that little inkling at the back of my mind going, you know what, this is Derby. We blew a lead against Luton. You know, it's just that sort of, we are where, you know, we're at, where, this is where we're at at the moment as fans. So that was the first half. Second half then, I think Stoke came out on the front foot, which I think, you, you expect that, you know. A team that's obviously at the wrong end of the table is fighting for you know fighting for survival again. I suppose you, they, they're going to come out of here. The two 0 down away from home. They need to come out. So Cocky played it quite well. He said, "Right, we'll defend. We'll sit back and we'll look at break on the counter attack." Um, however, the goal didn't wasn't from the counter attack. The goal was from a, a free kick from twenty yards out, edge of the uh, just on the edge of the area. Up steps Wayne Rooney. Right foot, curled it over the wall, top bins, and absolutely, it's class. You know, free kicks. You know, we we all like seeing free kicks go. We got we got blessed last season with Harry Wilson. Now we've got Wayne Rooney, set piece specialist. And it was as Ed Dawes said on commentary, vintage Wazza, because it was that free kick was an absolute touch of class. Because they're the difficult ones. The ones that are about you know, 20 yards, 21, 22 yards out where you've got to get them over the wall. You can't get a lot of power on them. It's got to be placement. And he placed it absolutely perfect. 3-0, I'm thinking, yep, that's it. Job done. And it was. Cocker made the changes. We, you know, we saw Graham Shinney come on. We saw um, Curtis Davis came on. And Jack Marriott came on and they, they replaced Waggon, Martin and Rooney. It was good to see Graham Shinney back on the pitch. It was good to see him back, you know. Um, hopefully, you know, it's going to be tough for him to get his place back, especially with the way Max Bird's playing at the moment. You know, Max Bird is he's having some good games. You know, especially in the second half, he had to step up a bit because Wayne Rooney was being man-marked in the second half. First half, I felt they gave him a lot of space. The second half, though, they, they didn't. You know, Stoke was Stoke were right on his toes, but Max Bird made himself available, and he's becoming a good player, really good player. So yeah, um, fourth goal then. Uh, Wayne Rooney wins it on the halfway line with Max Bird, both of them doubling up. Played a lovely ball to Jaden Bogle, who had been told by Koku to basically play right wing, so he did. Bogle 
ran about 30 yards and smashed one into the top corner from the edge of the box. Probably the goal of the night. All the goals had bits of brilliance in them, but that just for sheer individualism, I suppose, was phenomenal. You know, we've we've seen Jane and Bogle, we've seen him run at defenders before. And we've seen him, I think, elect not to shoot at times where we think, hey, you should be shooting there, just have a go. This time, he only had one thing in his mind. He did have Max Bird with him, but no, he had one thing in his mind, bang it, and he did. Top corner, 4-0, jobs are good and game over. Thank you for coming, see you later. Happy Derby fans, happy Koku, happy players. Leeds lose, Forest lose today. We're all happy, we're all smiling, it's great. So, that was yesterday's game then. And we deserve the win. But now we've set the standard. Now we've set the tone. Now we've set the standard of how we need to play. Week in, week out. Yes, I I understand that you, you can't, you know, you, you can always go out of the game plan and things that are the way you want to play and it doesn't always work. But the way we play, that we need to control games. We've seen us we've seen us control games this season, but not score. This time we created chances and we scored. We can score, we can find the back of the net. But we need to take it away from home. And I think it's a mental block away from home now. It's become that long since we've won away from home. I know it was only at the start of the season, but that was August. We're now in February, it's almost six months now since we've won away from home. And we've got obviously we've got the cup game against Northampton at home on Tuesday, but after that, you know, we've got the league game. We've got uh, Swansea away, Bristol away. <laughs> Not places that are easy to go to. So we've got to put this mental block of not winning away to the back of our minds and play like we did. We played with confidence and swagger last night. You know, we played. You saw the guys on the pitch, and you think, you know, they know what they can do. They know what they're capable of. And it, they've got to do it away from home. You know. Last night, yes, yesterday for me, I obviously voted for man of the match on Sky and or and on on uh, at the ground. It, it was given Dwayne Holmes. Dwayne Holmes was phenomenal. But I put I put obviously a, a thing out today on on social media. You may have seen it, you may have not have done. Who was the man of the match? And there was a lot of votes. Holmes, who did win it overall. But Bogle got a shout. Uh, Rooney got a shout. I think it was Rooney's best game in the Derby County shirt so far. I'll come back to that in a minute. Max Bird, another one. You know, there was a Forsyth, another one. Clark, Wisdom. You could probably go through the whole team because they played as a team. When it's hard to pick an individual that shows how good they were as a team. As a team, they were brilliant. As a team, they've now gone, right, this is what we can do. But now this is what they need to show. This is what we will do every week. But yeah, just going back on to Rooney. So, we've not lost, well, we've lost one game in since, Rooney's, since Rooney joined us. Obviously, that was on Tuesday night against Luton. A game we shouldn't have lost. But since he's coming to the squad, we've seen him... As a captain, as a leader, we've seen him be vocal and organised and things like that on the pitch. You know, we've seen him not really get into games. Just be a little, not 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 necessarily a passenger, but 
just take it easy, you know, dictate the play, you know, play some long balls, things like that. We know he's a, we know of his presence, but you know, he's not been fully into the game. Last night he controlled everything. Even when he was getting man marked, he still managed to control the game. Wayne Rooney is class. He is a class, top class player. Even at 34 now, he's still a top class player. A lot of people, whether it be fans of our club, whether it be fans of other clubs, he's only here for a last paycheck. He's not good enough. Championship's tough league, we're not accurate. MLS is, is, a, is, a, is a massive step below. It will not act the championship. Wayne Rooney is hacking the championship. Wayne Rooney could probably potentially be one of the best signers of this, tra- of this January transfer window. Now he's getting match fit and he's getting more minutes. He's getting himself into the games more. We've seen him drop deep. We've seen him get forward. You know, it's weird because he sort of plays like a free roll. One minute he'll drop deep, the next minute we will see him in like a centre-forward position. You know, so he, he, he is dominating throughout the pitch. And when, you, when you've got somebody like that, you think, OK. You know, when, when, like I said, when I first came, even when, he, when he first got signed, it was a bit like, well, OK. No way. No way is he going to Derby. But I expect, I thought he'd do... I thought, he'd, you know, I thought he'd do well because, it's, you know, it's Wayne Rooney. He's a top-class player. Yeah, people say, yeah, he's old, he's, he's past it and all that, but he's not. You know, I predicted, I reckon he could probably get about 10, I predicted he could get about 10 goals before the end of the season. He's got two, that's eight to go. You know, even though he's playing deep, he's still finding goals. You know, one was, obviously, the Luton one was a deflection, but it's still there, it's still on the edge of the box having a shot. And the other one was a set piece, free kick. It doesn't matter, still goals. So... I'm not I'm, like I said. I'm not saying we could get playoffs this season. I still don't think it's possible. Well, it, it obviously is mathematically possible, but I don't think we will. But obviously, the transfer window, apart from Wayne Rooney, which was signed in the summer, but he didn't start till January. So technically, it's a January transfer. We have signed no one. Much to the disappointment of a lot of fans, we've signed nobody. Apart from um, Russian Hepburn Murphy, we've signed him on a loan to the end of the season to train with our first team, but to play for the under-23s. So he's come from Aston Villa. He was at Tranmere. Now, on loan. But now he's come to us at the end of the season. Now, I do believe his contract runs out at the end of the season. So maybe they've seen something in him or you know whether it's the scouts whether it's Cocker himself I don't know or maybe it's maybe it's uh, Rossini maybe he's seen something in him obviously he's in England under 20 I think it is international that goes you know what let's he could be a good player here let's get him here let's have a look at him and then we'll pick him up on a free in the summer if he's good enough I've not seen enough of him play to say yeah he's, he's, he's a top player or anything like that Apparently he's quick. Uh, likes to run, run the ball and stuff like that. So I I don't know. I can't judge him. I don't know. I've not not seen I've not seen any of him to be honest to judge him. But I know a lot of people question why is he why 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 are we signing under twenty three players? Again, I think it, I'm almost looking at this as maybe it's a bit of a trial. It was a bit of a strange one. 
you know, the Benkovic deal failed. He went to, you know, Leicester got their centre-back. But Benkovic, I think, I believe went to Bristol City instead. Why? Because they, I think it was about £3 million. Now, you've got to, you know, people go, oh, where, why can't we afford that? Because we can't. This is where we're at now. We cannot afford players. You know, a £3 million loan sign until the end of the season, not worth it. We've got to make do. We've got to back the lads behind that you know that they're there that we've got now, because that's it to the end of the season. Yes, it would have been nice to either get an attacking player or a centre back in, but you know currently at the moment we've got Wisdom doing a great job at centre back. I think that for me that's his that's his position. Matt Clark again, another one. As long as they can stay fit throughout the season, we'll be fine at, at, at centre back. Obviously, we've got Davis who can cover. Forsyth at a push as well, who can cover, I suppose. But obviously there's been a lot cracking off over the last couple of weeks, or months, however you want to put it. You know, this season at the moment, we know it's been it's been shite on the pitch. It's been dreadful off the pitch. And obviously I think the transfer window closing and us not buying anyone just shows a sign of where we are at the moment. However... We cannot let off-the-pitch issues distract from what's going on the pitch. Last night showed that. You know, we were all a bit aggrieved and a bit miffed that we'd not signed anybody. But it didn't matter come quarter to ten last night because we'd won and we'd played well. That's what we need to think about now. Forget what's going off behind the scenes. Forget that until it comes up. You know, the investment, the charges, etc. Just forget, let's forget, let's forget about that at the moment. Because they're not talking about it. Let's just concentrate what's cracking off on the pitch. You know, and, and that's winning at the moment. If we went on Tuesday night, which, you know, we'd, we'd, you'd hope we would do, judging how good our home form is, we get to play Man United. At home, at Pride Park. So... It is difficult, I know that, you know, obviously I'm talking as a fan as well. It is, a, you know, we, we, we've, we've come to expect big things from Derby County over the past six years. We've come to expect playoff chasing teams. And this season is just a big, you know, it's a, a lot of you now are changing your mind about Koku. Because of the stuff he's had to deal with. Players, injuries, stuff off the pitch. Now, there's, there's obviously a lot of talk about Mel Morris and, and things like that. Obviously, I, I brought it up last on my last podcast, you know, how fans are feeling. You know, And obviously, the majority of fans are still behind Mel Morris, still get his back in. Obviously, they were, we were singing Mel Morris as one of our own last night. It doesn't obviously deter the fact that, yeah, the club is in a bit of a mess. We're in that much of a mess that we cannot afford to strengthen in January. However, one good new- bit of good news is it looks like we should be signing uh, Mike Tewirik, who is a central defender from Groningen, uh, Groningen, Groningen in Holland. 
we should be signing. We we went for him in this window, but the the club obviously didn't want to depart of him. He's their, he's their captain, and I think they'd lost another player and they didn't want to lose their captain as well. So it looks like they're going to be, they're going to do a deal for him in the summer. He will be free because he's out of contract. But that wasn't our scouts that found that. No, that was one of Koku's contacts that found that. You know, and I think when Philip Koku came in, he sort of talked down getting players from Holland potentially. You know, I think that's he's, he's coming to a job and he's, he can't really turn around and go, no, I don't trust the scouts here at Derby. I think now he may have realised that, yep, the scouts are poor. They're not finding the quality and the sort of t- the start, the type of player I need. So he potentially is going to use his own contact now. Contacts now. I know we've had, you, you know, foreign players come over before and it have not worked out. Alban Toza, Kamara, uh, just Mascarell sort of struggled a bit. You know, but I, I do feel that you know. Under Koku, Koku, you know, Koku know these players. There won't be a language, you know, won't be no language issues, barriers, anything like that. I do feel we, you know, I know we want. To, I know Mel Morris wants to build this team from his academy products, and and in fairness, I think you've, you know, if you include Max Lowe and Jalen Bogle, if we can hang on to them in the summer, next season you've pretty much got it. You know, your Low, your Bogle, uh, Bird, Knight. Yeah, that's four. Academy products. Sibley, could it be pushing? Whitaker, another one, could it be pushing? That's six. Whether they're going to be starting or not, but I'd love him if he's going to bring in some players from abroad that he knows and can work with that can adapt to championship football, then happy days. Now, like I said, I don't know much about this this, this Mike to Warwick, but he's a central defender and I think Grenigan have got the best or second best defence in the league behind Ajax. So, it speaks volumes that he's obviously a good player, you know, and he obviously trusts the guy that, that tells him. So, hopefully, that's what I'm saying. Summer, we might get more transfers like this. That's what this, that these are the sort of transfers I was expecting to personally when, when, when Koku took over. Was these little foreign gems, you know, that guy's is a free, and you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know how good he is, I've not seen him yet. But maybe he could be a gem and we've got him for nothing. And that's what I want to see. You know, because we all, we all know how bad our recruitment is, or, you know, and how bad it, it's not been right. I think Dwayne Holmes was, is probably like the best player that we've brought. But again, he was someone that was scouted by Lampard. Lampard went and saw him in the cup final or, or the playoff final, something like that. And he stood out. Not our scouts. If I were cocky, I'd be saying, look, Mel, I need, if you want me to do what you want me to do, if you want me to get players in that are going to be good enough, you need to either, you need to sack this this scouting lot off. Regardless of the fact that one of them is your stepson, they're not good enough. They're not bringing in the players I want. You know? Obviously, this is, this is a long-term project now. And when we say long-term, we are talking three, four years to get us promoted. This is how long this project is. So we're going to have to sit tight. We're going to have to be patient. We're going to have days where it's 
we're out there playing shocking football or getting beaten by the likes of Luton Town. But then we're going to have the good days, like battering Stoke 4-0. So we're going to have to stick with it because a lot of this is out of Koku's hands. He can only do what he can do with the players he's got. And he showed what they can do. They all showed what they can do. Waggon is definitely not a centre-forward that can play on his own. He's a lot better out on the wing. Chris Martin is probably the best striker we've got at this club. Should he have a new contract? Would you give, you know, even if it was on reduced terms, maybe for a year, with a possible extension after that, depending on how well he does? Should we be looking at giving him a new contract? Because I think, is it six goals he's got this season? Something like that. So, yeah, I think it is six goals. Six, seven goals, perhaps. So, you know, do do we give him a new contract? Because at the moment, he's getting, you know, he's showing what he can do. And this is this is not Chris Martin who's starting every week. This is a Chris Martin who's coming in and out of sides. But he's getting in the right position. He's getting himself goals. I'll be interested to see if he can, if he, if he, if Koku lets him go on a run of games. That 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 to me would be very interesting, to see what we can get out of Chris Martin because he came off. Oh, he must have come off about 60, 70 minutes last night. He was he he is he, he, he gone. You know, he he'd not got it in the tank anymore. He'd run his knackers off all game, and you could see his legs had gone. Because he'd worked hard. But again, that's lack of game time. That's lack of minutes. Because he's just making a cameo appearance as a sub here and there. Or playing one game and sitting three out. So I think Cocker needs to look and go, you know what? He's my top striker in here. He can play that holding role. He can, he can hold the ball up. He can score goals. He can bring others into play. Waggon can't do that. Waggon is better on the wing when he's got a little bit more space around him. And he played well last night, Waggon did. So, again, interesting situation for Koku with Northampton on Tuesday night. It'd be interesting to see if he changes up the squad again. I, I'd assume he would. I assume he'd, 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 he'd put like the likes of Marriott on, your siblings, Whitakers, just to try and get us some game time. But ultimately, because ultimately we need the win, but... It's the, you know, the games are coming thick and fast, as they say. That's another important away game on Saturday. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. But now Derby have set a marker down. Now they've shown what they can do. And that's the standard they need to do now, week in, week out. And that means taking that, like I say, that means taking that form away from home as well. We need to start picking up away wins. If Derby can start picking up away wins, then we could start sleepwalking into a playoff fight, perhaps, potentially. We're only seven points, something like that, off it. I might, I've not checked the table. It might be ten points, something daft like that. I've not checked the table. Because what we were doing, we've heard of sleepwalking into a relegation battle. Well, we, we, we got out of that. And I know, but then all of a sudden, people after losing to Luton, people are talking about us getting back into one. We're not. We're we are we are, we just seem destined for mid table. 
But it would be nice to start picking up points away from home. You pick up points away from home and keep your home form going, you're going to be there or thereabouts. You know, that, that, that's, that's, this is this league for you. It's about going on runs, but that, them runs mean getting points away from home. It means getting wins away from home. But the thing is, once Derby... So if, if I feel if Derby can get a win away from home and a good win, then they can, they can, they'll, they'll, they'll kick on. Imagine if we go to Swansea and Bristol and get two away wins. Then the confidence will be up. Then it will be, yeah, you know what, we can compete in this league. We can compete away from home as well as at home. Because at the moment, Pryor Park is a fortress. It's, it, it, you know, you, don't, you, you struggle to get anything out of Derby at Pryor Park this season. So... It's just now taking that mentality, that home home mentality, and taking it away. And play with that confidence away from home. You know, and it's up to us as fans now. We know that this is this is this is the team we've got. This is the team we've got to get behind. You know, regardless if we if I know when we lose, we you know it's all we we do get reactions. But that's football. It's allowed, it's expected. And but one one thing that I got annoyed at was the amount of people, you know, each to your own like, but I thought, because there was a lot of talk a couple of days before about, you know, let's get behind the lads. Let's get behind the lads. Team sheet comes out and it's, well, that's shit. Where's such and such? Well, this did, that's a loss. Yet we go and win 4-0. Let's, let's, let's not write us off before we've started. The team now is going to be pretty much similar every week, I feel. And it's going to be similar to what we saw last night. Maybe Max Lowe coming back in for Forsyth. You know, Lawrence, Lawrence will play no matter what. You know, so we, we, you, you, can't, you can't get yourself in a, bit of, in, a, in a bit of a state because Lawrence is playing. We've seen every manager... Lampard, Rowett, now Koku have all played him. And, uh, you know, they, we know he has his, that we know what he's like. We know his inconsistencies. We know the frustrations he brings us. But let's just, you know, let's just get behind him. We were, you know, we were clapping him and everything last night and get behind him last night, but he worked last night. You know, but, so he has got to work. And I'm, I'm sure Koku must be saying some of the terms, you've got to work, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Because there's a good player in there, and if he can get some more goals as well, that you know, if he can start getting goals and everything, I think you'll see, uh, you know, him being a lot more consistent. But yeah, so great win, great performance. Leeds lost, Forest lost. We're all happy. Weekend's been great. We go on Tuesday then against Northampton. Hopefully, we can stick four or five past them as well. Make it to the next round of the cup. Go to Swansea, get a win there, and just you know let's let's start enjoying the season now. Yes, there no doubt be ups and downs, but being a Derby County fan is probably one of the emotional. You know, it 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 it's as emotional as anything. We get a week where we're happy, a week where we're sad, happy, sad, happy, sad. You know, but we're all Derby, aren't we? We're all Derby. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you guys as always for listening. Um, yeah, I really do. I, I really do enjoy this, and I enjoy the you know I enjoy you guys listening to it. Thank you very much. Uh, obviously, 
I shouted out last week uh, on my last show. Uh, if you you know if you want to if you want to show me your appreciation, you want to sponsor me, visit my Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash the Ramsrata. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Ramsrata, Facebook the Ramsrata, and Instagram the underscore Ramsrata underscore podcast. I am there. Also, like I say, if you were uh, on iTunes, you want listen to us on iTunes. Remember to subscribe. Drop us, rate us, comment on us, tell us how good or bad you think the show is. I really appreciate that as well, guys. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you as always. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure as always, and I'll see you next time. Come on, Darby.